0: Yo entrepreneurs! thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe.
1: You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, the what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learnings with you. I'm Matt Thorne, a.k.a. Sketchy Media.
2: I'm Phil Chemish, a.k.a. Phil Chemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Salanki.
1: On this week's episode, we talk about road testing your idea.
0: We had our first focus group with customers. We went over to iSmash and got school on grading your own phones. And last but not least, we talk about gearing up for the final sprint towards 66 days.
1: Let's get right into it. Three, two, one, go. Wow, Nish just dropped a 3 2 1 in the, quickest, in the quickest sequence of 3 2 1 ever. I didn't even get. What, what did you just do? did 2 1? Three, two, one. So we're, we're back in quick. That's good. Let's let's up um, the energy a little bit. It's been, uh, you know, we've been in the trenches for two weeks. And I didn't, don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing, uh, well, two reasons. I'm wearing a purple top because it's kind of similar to the brand colors. Right. So I thought, can I, well, we've not got a Reebok Is that a Derby color? This is a Derby training top. And I'm wearing the Derby training top because it's a reminder that reboxed will be on the front of a Derby shirt in the next five years. Mel Morris, if you're listening, you know, bring me into the club, can make the money, we can do some clever financial fair play bits.
2: You need to design it and you need to put it on your vision board, bro. Yeah.
1: But you know what? You're right. That's what you I'm need putting to do. the Reebok logo on the derby shirt. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm I don't I don't normally wear sports tops in the day, but hey, it's Friday, it's so relaxed.
2: So, I've learned something the last couple of weeks which is actually when there are big moments in my life, I should just Be open about them and tell everybody what's going on. So, like your birthday. Had another birthday, have you? You not got married. Today, today's a big day for me. Oh shit! What the? My mobile phone is now officially mine. I'm out of my contract. Oh wow! Finally liberated. How many years have you had it? Let's work out the math. This year, I've I've had this phone for two years, but I've been locked into contracts for as long as I can fucking remember. So you're still in your contract though? No, No, it's done. You've, you're out today is the months. day so what, what are you doing for your like, I'm data? on the market for a refurbished phone yeah, it rolls <laughs> yeah. isn't it it just yeah it just rolls so now I'll just go straight into a sim deal like a monthly rolling sim deal with which, a refurb which, phone from Rebox. don't know the shameless plug so at this stage I'll keep this and then when there is a suitable refurbished phone at a good grade at a good price you'll you sell us like, that one
1: and then we'll give no, you credit this, towards
2: that that's not a, this I might just give to my mum I might just pass this down to, her. yeah, Mum's
0: look, phone. Mum's I here he...
1: the mumsy thing. Mum's got my last phone, but look, yeah. I've, this I've, is I've, business, baby. <laughs> I've, dro- I've, I've dropped mum, that. I've know. dropped it
0: out. Sorry, mum. So basically, my mum's had my, my pass me down for a while, but I've recently decided that she doesn't need a better phone. Like she's very happy with her iPhone Seven. Like it does the job. So now she's cool. She's just sticking. She's just... so now, now when I get my, my when I get refurb rebox phone, I get to recycle the phone with us as well. So I'm back in now, full circular.
2: You know what, as well? Like, for me, I've completely reconsidered everything with regards to phones. Mate, honestly, even so I have. I remember this time last year going, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of Apple and the fact that there's never really anything new, anything smart, or anything like hugely different with upgrades. I might actually go Samsung. Yeah. That's. You're the type
0: of person that would do That's that.
2: That's where I was going to. And mm. that felt That's like a birth. big upgrade. Oh, I mean, look, there's. Mate, we, but Total like, U-turn come on. on that, nah, come but on. actually that was coming from a place of fuck. Like you're drunk. Apple your just birthday. aren't doing anywhere near as good. But,
0: but but we can talk about the grading test we did this week. I'm sure we can talk about this week because I think that's interesting. Because you're saying the reason you've reconsidered, why is that? What is the what
2: is what's made you change? A much better understanding of what's happening with mobile phones, and actually you're right, which yeah. is when you begin to understand actually how good, yeah, refurb phones are, second-hand, second-life phones yeah. are. Just like Jesus, like actually, mm. and actually now having gone through that process that we all went through yesterday. So just well, to we
1: clarify, were able to... I'll, I'll bring the people in on yeah. this. We yeah. went and sat down with the awesome guys from iSmash, uh man like Tony and Giselle. Tony's the, must be the, the chief, doc- the chief doctor. Technician, or, they call him. Yeah, just ledge. Yeah. yeah. technician. Is we did a great world. game, didn't we? So we played a game of guess the grades, like guess the quality of five phones. And I'm not gonna lie, like I'm good at this. Like I am good at the phone thing because I play this game a lot in terms of what grade is my phone. Like let's try and keep my phone an A so I can resell it, flip it. That's my game. And we had these five phones. I was confident I was gonna win. And we got, you know, we got two out of fr- five. Got, uh, one of them was a curve. One of well, them we'll got get rid curve. of That one. Yeah. yeah. It was so a, three out of five. It was a hardware fault, not a technical technical fault. So we lost. We we guessed a couple of the grades incorrectly, but to my credit, I'll I'll take the win on this one. I'll, t- I'll take the losses, but I'll take the win. You there, downgraded a phone. There, I downgraded a phone through Pixel. Like, nah, bro, this ain't a grade A. This is a grade B, and yeah. it was uh, it was like yeah, yeah, fine, we'll downgrade that. Yeah. But no, honestly, it was a it was a really interesting experience for all of us, and just to show, like, obviously, we're in this space where we're dealing with a lot of kit and we're seeing a lot of sites. Everyone's doing grading on refurbishing, but there's like. There's no standard yeah. to this, and it's really difficult to tell. But I'll go to your point, Nish. Is you're looking at grades B and C, like even C, C which was I fine. thought were like oh, grade no, C
2: no, that'd C. be dead. Well, that's why be that good. grade C that's was serious, like
1: yeah. there was nothing yeah. wrong with it. No,
2: but no. also, like we've been so kind of bullish in some way of well, I have, and I know that you have fed as well. But I don't know whether you have on this map, but I'm pretty bullish on the idea if we want a. Oh, yeah. We want grade A phones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That yeah.
2: was our 100%. thing, Because the idea was well, we would to be selling them and yeah. actually positioning them from a marketing perspective just go yeah. grade A. But grade
0: A is basically new. But So grade A is new. It's yeah. unboxed. A grade A is grade, pristine. But not the, a, not a, yeah. a spec. By BBTI, what's it? That's the BBTI a, uh, grading system which most, well, uh, people are supposed to use. It's kind of like an international grading system. And A is, is unmarked.
1: So this plays into our product a little bit for anyone that's yeah. listening. Like, just to break this down into layman's terms, a grade C phone, if you see it online, see it in a shop, a grade C phone, which sounds like mediocre, middle of the road. A grade C phone can be indistinguishable to the average person unless you get a magnifying glass and see the tiny little scratches and specks and the little things on the surface. That's literally it. So a grade C phone, so to put this into perspective, an iPhone 7 which Apple refurb will sell you know, for like 700, 800 quid. Don't quote me on these prices, Nish. Yeah, I know you've got the spreadsheet of all the prices, but say, for example- Don't test me on the SKUs. Apple will sell that for 799 quid, yeah? You might be able to go online and buy a pristine version for 500 quid, maybe 300 quid. But a grade C- could be 150 and i'm telling you now the difference between a grade c and a grade a for that price difference don't even talk to
0: well, me we, y- it's w- crazy what was an interesting analogy that ma- man like tony used yesterday he was like you think of a phone differently than you think of a car when you buy a second-hand car you're like yeah i got a deal this is great like, i don't mind who's used it the car's fine it's got a don't care yeah. of a scratch it's gonna lose its value as soon as you drive it off the forecourt. everyone knows that you buy a grade A, f- you buy a new phone, as soon as it's in your pocket, you've lost 300, whatever, 400 quid. You don't think of it, like, yeah. you don't physiologically think about the loss of value in your technology, but it is happening. The depreciation. The depreciation. depreciation. When you've got a two year contract, by the end of your two years, your phones, you've paid full price for it, you've lost a lot of money you on it. Oh,
1: paying, yeah, you, you
0: paid
2: overpriced because you're paying
1: more. You're paying like.
0: Unless you're interest free, which, you know, not everyone more. does.
2: One of the one things that I'm quite nervous about off the back of something that we did today when we went to a high street. Trade-in cell yeah. space. Cash converters, we, yeah. we can talk about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, Cash converters. We go. found out, and tell me if I'm wrong with yeah. this, but um, the sales assistant behind the mm. desk essentially is the person that grates the phone.
3: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
0: yeah
2: which to me goes I know that man like Tony who's the doctor who is if I'm being really honest probably a lot more skilled at being able to ascertain a grade to a phone that's handed in. You don't mug off Sheila,
1: I know, I know
2: you're. Versus, <laughs> and that that is where I think some of the disparity is coming from, which is the people actually grading these phones. Like how much? I'm not
1: trained. They're, just they're, trained. they're using software. And you know what, I'm gonna say this. And they barter
0: as well, it's, 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 that's why as she said, we, we depending on what grade and what price, we, we sit there and do a deal. Like she's like, that's fun, do you know what I mean? But I, I, I don't know, there's in, no system, is there?
1: cash, where was it?
0: Yeah. It was the one here, right? yeah, yeah. I
1: went in there the other week. Yeah to to give to see what I'd get for one of my watches because I had a new Apple oh, yeah. watch. I'm not joking. The guy behind there, I was like, mate, um, John, he was just just like almost shushed me. <laughs>
0: Were you wearing a derby top?
1: No, 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 I wasn't wearing a derby <laughs> top. He would have bowed down <laughs> and kissed the, kissed the ring. <laughs> but he shushed me. I was like, okay, so there's no customer experience in no, it. Like, literally, no, it was yes. awful. Yeah. And he was like, mate, you're going to have to wait 10 minutes if you want me to. I'm like, dude, I'm about to sell you. Like, this is your business. How like, much is were a- you? Do
0: you remember? For the Bro,
1: I had to walk away. He oh. told me 10 minutes because he was shuffling some papers. I was like, but the point I'm making is the customer service and they're, yeah. they're terrible, man. The,
0: the, the high street model is built on if you walk in wanting to sell something you will take a lower price for it because you need the money right there you've got it in your pocket like the mentality of cash converters kexes are you're gonna because you got you at that point where you've got it and you want the money for it like that's that's why they do it i mean i still it still fundamentally scares me a little bit that cash converters have like double proof glass windows in every shop i don't know what goes on in the, in the shops but they've got like this ah
1: uh, <laughs> no 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 I've been, I've been in there what and i've i've seen full scale kickoffs in there about what buybacks Buybacks. The amount of people offering, oh. I've actually seen it kick off in that cash converters. Yeah. So I get it. I do get it. People are like, Nah, man, my phone's worth it. like that's not scratched. Like I've I've seen it. It's, it does get. It's like post office vibes. Buy- yeah. One of
2: the other things that came out from uh, being in iSmash yesterday was how the ORO, how the uh, OEMs are operating as well with service of repairs. They have official fixed electronic
0: manufacturers. Um, Apple, for example.
2: Yeah. So they have really rigid set prices whereby just to change your screen you're probably better off buying the phone out which is exactly what happened with my dad for example so I went in to to fix my old phone before I handed it down to him because there was a massive crack on it and they were just like bro like you might as well spend the extra 40 quid and just you know
1: Can I just say um, at the risk of uh, not boring people too much more with grading and phones what I really liked about this process uh, yesterday is the fact that I now feel comfortable that we can deliver a great product experience with Rebox, because for me seeing those grade A, B, and C, like the, the one thing that we were all worried about for the brand experience is like doing these really nice boxes and then open it up to see like some dead phone. That's not going to happen. Like, can I say that that's a massive result for us? Like the experience we, I'm confident in being able to deliver through the boxes now I'm super happy about this. Yeah. And that goes into, you know, what we're working on at the moment, which is, this weekend's job of actually figuring out the brand and like how we're going to build this. I keep saying we've done lean branding for anyone that's seen the branding because as a designer myself, not being able to put the work into the brand and get the story right has been killing me. It's been hanging over my head like a gray cloud of doom. We're going to finally get to go into the, mm. and you you said this earlier, Phil, the fun bit, which is yeah. bringing this thing to life and actually really yeah. thinking about the the creative of we, the brand, which we've not done. We
0: we've had one night of being able to like come up with some ideas, which we've actually will be in the documentary. Like we come up with a couple of campaign ideas, which is quite cool, and it's kind of based some of the thinking around how we go to market. But we've not had any time. We made a conscious decision that we had a we had a chat. I think we've all had a chat. We ha- we definitely had a chat saying let's try to avoid the stuff that is our skill set and the fun for us because marketing for us is fun. It's what we have always done and enjoy, and do all the harder business stuff because we, you know that stuff can happen when we need it to happen which is now so um that was that's been quite hard though for me like not like not being able to really articulate or show people the brand bits because that's the bit that generally me and matt would be doing although we've had enough to get us by i think the big questions when people talk about that, how are you going to get it to market we had it yesterday yeah we, and i felt so bad not be able to go here's how we get in the market here's what the brand is like i'm not doing that meeting again without that stuff now so because cause we're at the part now where people need to understand how we take this from idea into an execution stage. We are just about on the tipping point of executing. Like We've got, you know, we're nearly there. Last we, bit of training, we, we, man. We've
1: got we've got by, and I think there's a nice little analogy here. Yeah. In the spirit of podcast analogies on this show, um, I liked it from when you do your to-do list, you know, this the old saying, which is eat the frog. So do the hard thing first and the rest is easy. I suppose what we've been trying to do with this business is, tackle the hard things first like for me branding's easy bit i can sit up there on my nice little computer setup and i could spend a week designing branding modeling boxes bringing this whole thing to life but we've purposely not just from a branding point of view the marketing and the creative and the content ideas they're all there in the back of the mind but we've been eating the frog which is getting the logistics in place building that mate niche that, those spreadsheets you did those sku spreadsheets mapping loads of different people their product like what? How many SKUs was there in the end? Like different. So SKUs, different product lines. For those who are thinking, together they about three hundred. Three hundred SKUs. So that doesn't sound too much, but it actually was because there's loads of variants in there. So beautiful spreadsheet. Shout out to Airtable who are not sponsoring this podcast. You should be
0: sponsoring the amount of times so we shout out. shout them out.
1: But but yeah. doing the hard things, which is modelling that spreadsheet to like three days, like actually building an understanding of all the stocks. So we've been eating the proverbial frog, and I think you know people are um, in every life. And we've walk been kissin', lives, kissing a few frogs as well on few. the in,
0: on the investment trail, kissing a few frogs, seeing what's out there, going on a few frog dates. You know, we're I'm just we, going to find a few prince and princesses over the next few weeks though, who want to real put the money in. Shout out if you're listening and you want to put some money in investments on the table. You're done. No, one
1: hundred fifty k, two percent, nothing more, nothing less.
0: But uh, you
2: know what's really difficult about that is is people who are um considering investing in this or we're investing in it because of the brand element oh, yeah. but that's the one thing that we haven't really defined so when you go back to that point yesterday like based on yesterday's conversation we can't be in meetings where we're probably not as totally aligned a to real given understanding of how we're going to bring it to market yeah. knowing that but, one of the big reasons that you know one of the big things yeah. we're bringing to the table is we understand yeah. how to build a uh, and brand. if you lit it like
1: yeah. a few weeks ago we talked about the brand archetypes it's like oh, yeah. we have
2: a real, like we know
1: we we have the inherent understanding of what this is. Yeah. yeah. We've just not been able to work on the toolkit, extract it, the bringing a toolkit, and, that, and yeah. that's that's the hard bit. But going back to the the analogy thing, is like people so often in every walk of life, every job, want to do the easy things, and mm. like you're saying, Phil, we've mm. we've purposely not tried to do the easy thing because yeah. the hard things are still there. <laughs> so so
0: so even listening listen, they obviously people have seen the the decks that we've done for the overview deck. What we will probably give away next is when we were doing the marketing agency, a lot of the brands that would come to us would would ask us for toolkits and playbooks. And this is like your, your content ideas, your marketing ideas, but also how your brand talks, what it stands for, all the real intricate DNA parts of the business that we've kind of touched on, but we've not been able to articulate for Reeboks. Because like I go back to my baby analogy, without being able to like create that DNA, the baby has no. There's no tangible assets within... What it is as a box at the moment we've got a box we haven't put anything in it we've got a rebox, box for nothing in it so i think got an empty box got an empty box and and uh, that's, uh, that's what yeah. i said
1: about the logo i like yeah yeah we, I, haven't, I need to use that clip that no no that's the whole creative
0: direction we're gonna leave that's oh, a really that, good that, that clip i think going through the, your your process which i think me and nisha kind of interview you on the creative process of your brain and how your brain works is a really interesting thing but our brain works in the fact that in order to create marketing content you need to know the way you speak, the way you walk, the way you talk, what who you stand for, who are you. For, who you, are you. That's the bits that we haven't done. And I would say to anyone, trying to do a marketing plan, you, you should do it last. Because unless you've got all those other things in place, you can't market a business unless you know who it's for, what it's for, how it works. So actually, I think we've done it the right way around, like yeah, from our point of view. I
1: think that session yesterday, although we, there was a lot of hard questions in that session, I think it was good and important to have that before we went into this brand thing because we've all come away and just to give that some... It's that people don't know yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, we're on a podcast. We had our first I think customer. It's we had context. basically a uh, a customer insight yeah. session. Lunch what, what do we call them in um Research, customer focus research. Focus groups. Focus groups, that's it. We yeah, basically had, a, it, yeah. we had focus a focus group, group and yeah. we had a mix of different people in there. All with different affinities of tech, different ages. And we just got really great feedback. And one of the things for us, because this is quite a conceptual business and there's a big thing to challenge, and also why I'm getting so frustrated about the story C, if you listen to last week's episode about the big thing, because it's really clear that customers that we are going to end up winning in the long term going to need to be able to understand the story seed to make this click and make them spread the message. So what we have to do with our marketing and our brand right now is almost figure out how to tell that story. So when you give that to someone, it's like, oh, why don't you use Reeboks? It's like, we have to make the thing click in your head, which is a no-brainer, which makes you want to tell your friend. And that's the holy grail, right, of marketing and and brand and, and great product. We have to create a product that's so good, that when someone says, oh, I'm doing this, someone needs to go, oh, make, do that on Rebox," And they go, oh, what's Rebox?" Well, Rebox does this. Oh, that makes sense. Don't know why I haven't thought about it. It's the eureka
2: moment. And that's essentially what we're trying to find with the brand and the proposition. It goes back to all of that all of those stats that we found out through the market with Attitude stuff which is like the amount of conversations that are happening outside of you can't control your like own market social, anymore yeah exactly the best it's thing about word of mouth the right?
0: best thing about okay the way we're approaching this and this is the advice and the action I think from this podcast is that as founders and as people building the business doesn't mean you know the best route always for the business because we're so deep in the trenches. As Matt said, our little heads are poking out, we're in trenches. Having other people who kind of know about the business or we're educating them give us their complete feedback and attitude behaviours, but having a one-on-one conversation about that gives us more insight than I think we've ever had. And actually, it's something that for every one of our brands at the agency, we used to always talk about them doing or they have done them already. Yeah. Because because getting real customers and real people's insights from different age groups about your product and about the marketing is so valuable. Like it's, it's been the most valuable thing that I think we've put in so far. Yeah, I agree. One of the most valuable sessions. And it's something that we've seen in other startups. The reason it happened is because of the startups that we've worked in, we've ended up being the marketing guys to go, have you actually talked to anyone do you want to use this app? And they're like, no, no, it's just the, uh, the founders have said, that, like people have said this, like it's just our thinking of you what, work on what a people hunch want. And, yeah. and we have been working on hunches, like hands up, you, you can't start a business and not work on a hunch because you have to have a hunch in order to build a business. But the moment you start to really get customers or people involved is the moment you start to get real feedback. So for me, putting in these focus groups monthly or weekly, or as the site goes live, you're going to get live feedback.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, that's going to be that's crazy. That's going to be crazy.
0: So how you act on that, like we've got, so you know, we've started off, and I'm really proud of what we've, what we've done because I feel like, do it early. Like we've probably done this pr- a little bit later than we should have done, but in enough time. But get people's feedback, like not in your like just your friend friendship groups, get people in the room who are willing to give you pretty harsh and critical
2: and yeah. deep feedback. How do you police the feedback though? Like, how do you know what to accept and what not to accept? Like, any no, thoughts on how you I think there's a
1: the big thing and, and even coming out of that feedback session, I still have the the big internal challenge of the story C and I, I don't... And because customers don't know, like they don't know why, why they do what they do or the decisions that they make. They don't... Th- you don't have to think about it. You just do them. And we have to take things with a little bit, a pinch of salt, and we have to understand and coerce things out of people. But we're not going to get all the answers. And the biggest issue we have is when we're going around the room and we're going, why aren't you buying refurb tech? We're getting answers why or because of this, because of that. But we don't get the. We still haven't. No no one's given us the answer to what the, the big solution is because people don't know. Like, we're going around the room. Why have you got tech sitting in your drawers? I don't know why I've got text in my drawers. Why haven't you sold it? I don't know. And if, if the challenge for us is to make sure everyone recycles devices and stops having things in the drawer and going into landfill, and we've got, a challenge, and we've got to fix that, which may become the most important part of the business, not just selling refurb phones to people, we have to figure out how to answer that question. And the customers aren't necessarily going to always be able to answer that question.
0: Yeah. What your question was is how do you keep on dealing with multiple people's feedback on different levels from when investors? does it get too much? It's a lot. If I'm completely honest, it does. It's part maybe part of the problem we're causing ourselves now is just listening to loads of people's feedback. But I think at this point, you need to, to listen.
2: But on that, it's not just on that as well. It's everything that we're yeah. producing. And I brain think brain.
0: we've listened to, I think we've done a good job. There's not been one piece of feedback that me and Matt haven't gone, is that valuable? Every piece of feedback yeah. is valuable. It's just whether you act on it or not. Yeah. Like every single piece you get, it's made us better. Like yeah. most of the pieces of feedback, like even today, we got another piece of feedback on the investment deck great piece of feedback straight in the deck It has to be because
1: I think you have to make a call on what's subjective yeah, yeah, and what's objective and what makes sense. So there's like a few different buckets that we're putting things in. If some people like the color of the logo and some people don't, then that's like, cool, whatever we're going to go on what we think is great. Obviously we'll put some, you know, we'll look at the feedback and go get to why they've done that. But some stuff is, you know, completely subjective. And then there's stuff like put this slide in your deck because this will make me feel like this is an investor, then you go, oh, that makes sense. Let's do that. So you have to have a, like an internal barometer of... Yeah. Yeah.
0: And different feedback from different people from different things. You know, people that are ex-investors giving you feedback on investment deck makes sense. Horses. But having a, having a 16-year-old Gen Zer in a room of mainly 25 to 30, 40-year-olds giving you feedback from his perception as a connected generation growing up with nothing but the internet, how he communicates, talks, speaks is incredible, I just want to call out Louie on Louis Presner on that because he just came in and gave us incredible feedback and energy and a different perception of thought than me and Matt because ultimately you've got to build a product with multiple people in in, in mind how
1: do you satisfy and, and ultimately this comes down to one thing and we're going to have to make the hard decision you can't satisfy everybody yeah, yeah. and in today in today's kind of day and age of marketing like we have to we have to own a customer and it's going to be a big decision like we are already leaning towards like a younger demographic but the choices we make as a brand and from a decision point of view branding creative marketing going towards that half the people in that room yesterday were going to get completely alienated by the decisions and and the product And that's a scary thing for us because you're in that room going, you don't you don't want people in here going, oh, it's not a brand for me. And you want a couple of saying you are, but we might have to make some of those. Well, we will have to make some of those decisions. And it's, what, it's to what extent you make those decisions and how impactful that they're going to be. But, you know, like our a good friend Pete Griffith says, you've got to cross the chasm. So you've got to focus on one set of people, smash it for them and then and then build it out. And... You know, it might be that the brand takes a different direction next week and we go, do you know what? We're going super young. We're going Snapchat on this thing. Or it might be that we go, do you know what? We're not targeting them. We're going high end and luxury on it. I'm not saying we know the, the right answer, but the market will tell us pretty quickly.
2: But now off the back of that, I feel super comfortable based on what we already had and had to show. Website, logo, comms, mm. packaging options, yeah. some of that feedback now to go into just take like literally disconnecting away from our own environment to go to a whole other environment in a cabin in, in High Wycombe to just start building yeah. that out. Okay. I, I, like, yeah, yeah. I just feel so much more comfortable. Yeah. yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. I
0: think we're making, like I said, the choices define a business and that's not just the choices you make as the founders, but the way you decide to approach it. And I think the one thing I'm learning is the approach of, being open to feedback, making sure you get feedback, taking a step back and going away and doing the marketing in the cabin. Like those are choices we're making to give ourselves the best shot of getting to the right story. You know what I mean? The right decisions. And this is the first time that honestly, me and Matt have worked together for a long time, but we would just kind of look at each other, get each other's opinion, make a decision and go for it. It's not been very often and in our downfall so that we've opened up to a bigger forum of people. And although it's harder to manage, the the, ab- about what you get back is better i think yeah. what you
1: get back is a better way of business
2: has that been difficult to overcome knowing that this is a different approach to what you nice. have been used
1: to uh, do you know what what makes it easier is because it's a different business yeah ultimately yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're building a product and a platform it's a and, consumer business and, it, isn't it? and we have to like the only way that this works is with road testing it with the people and i'm i'm cool with that yeah but i do think as a consumer myself that and, you know, part of what we're trying to do is we still have to build a product for ourselves. Like, I'm not going to go down something that isn't, I'm not going to be happy about doing. I'm going to go on a on a hunch and I would rather be proved wrong than not follow that hunch and follow that gut feeling. But generally speaking, as like a consumer brand, we are looking to the market to to shape what we're doing. That's why we're having those sessions.
0: you out there and you've checked out Reboxed, and you've either shopped with us or you just checked out the website, the experience, give us feedback, give us ideas. Because ultimately, like... Someone out there might have a much better way of us making sure this business brand works and we're well open for it. Well, open for collaborating with people. And no, it's about stuff.
1: joining the mission, right? It's yeah, like yeah. We're, we're sitting here saying, talking about us building a business and a startup and it's all great. Yeah, you might raise some money and you might make some sales. But ultimately, like, let's not go away from the fact that, you know, there's still 50 million tons of waste on the planet. And I have to bring myself back to this sometimes and just go, do you know what? There's actually like this world is crazy. Like. Apple is trying to make us buy new products every year. I love Apple, but like we can't make people broke at the detriment of the planet. Like, not just Apple
0: though, it's every manufacturer. It was every manufacturer, but
1: let's come back to what we're trying to do. So if people can help if people can start being more conscious about, you know, the way that we consume tech and that we are trying to build a new way to do this sustainably, like join the fight with us. Like come on board and, and be part of the revolution. Because like I said on an episode uh, a grade C can be as good as a grade A. Yeah. And if we're being really honest, like when you pick up that grade C and you're like, wow, this is last year's phone and it's amazing and I paid a lot less, that's going to force the manufacturers to th- rethink about their, their life cycles and the way they design their product. It's going to reduce the waste on the planet and the fact there's more phones and people on the planet. So let's join the good fight together.
2: Do you know why I think there has... One of the other reasons why I think there's been a lot more ease to just asking people for feedback is because from day one, there's been, certainly from you guys, a unison understanding that oh, we're going to need people to come in and help us deliver this. We can't deliver it. So you've already approached this from day dot going, there's a certain amount of skill sets that we can do, but we're going to need people's help. So that fundamentally from day one, I think has helped shape yeah. this understanding of and let's bring people in. Yeah. yeah. Let's actually collaborate with people. Yeah.
0: Not being afraid to ask for help is one of my biggest learnings, this this go around, you know? Not being afraid to go, I don't know what this is. Can I get some help? You uh, know?
1: Even from a business point of view, like, I would love, and, you know, we'll we'll get shot by people for saying this, but, like, imagine if anyone that shops with us could own, like, a bit of the business and get something back as a bonus. Like, if we can do something that motivates the people, that's something that we want to do. Like we're obviously going through ways of working out how we get employees, staff and people involved, but I want people to really feel the benefit from this. So that's going to be part of our brand DNA. And, you know, we're working this out at the weekend, but you know, we want to be able to reward the people that shop with yeah. us, give them, you I, know,
0: I really like the businesses like, um, dog with the equity for punks. I think this is a business that eventually would love to kind of do a, yeah. a crowd sourced round of investment. Once because we get equity re-offers. for, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's de- definitely something in it again we've got to build a groundswell like when you start a movement you're gonna e- you need to have a a brand or a flag that people are going to stand behind so our mission for the weekend is to go and create the flag you know and put our flag in the ground and say we're here and this is what we stand for and this is what we're going to fight for So that's really important so that's going to be an interesting thing we can look back on and i think in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be able to talk about what the flag is yeah. <laughs> and, and what ground we're standing on. But we're getting there. And I think it's like, you can't do this all at once. It's, it's a process. You know? You, can, yeah. I, you know, you can't beat yourself up. Like, we've been on this now for 40 days. We've been sprinting for 40 days. Like, it's a lot. You know, and we're staring down the barrel at the last yeah. the last sprint. Yeah. Like, we're staring down at the home straight. And I think when you're really sprinting for this and you're staring down at the home straight, if you guys have ever done a run or, or, or a runner, you'll know the last hundred meters of a four hundred meter race or an eight hundred meter is the most excruciating and you just have to keep on going. Like you're in pain. Like we're in pain now, all of us, but you just gotta keep there's no way back. You can't stop because the guy's gonna catch you up behind. You have to go. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting last sprint to get us to that finish line of getting this business operate operating.
1: Um speaking of sprints, you got a meeting to go to so you need to sprint. That's true. Um, I don't know if there's anything interesting that anyone's seen this week. Anything pop in? Kano's album has dropped today. Kano's
0: dropped yeah, today. Yeah. It's going to be Ooh! a few weeks behind. We had yeah. two
1: tracks on earlier. haven't got into it yet. I'm going to keep that back. We're going to bubble to the rest of that for today yeah. while we finish up. Um, I'll be playing Brentford tomorrow. don't know if I'm going, but maybe I will with my... I might make a reboxed vinyl sticker and just stick one on and just start I flossing know. it. So people are like, oh, what, what sponsor is, is that?
2: One thing that I've been really getting into, I, th- I mentioned this yesterday in the focus group, but um, that y- there's this YouTube channel by this guy called Hello Yassine. Oh, yeah. Who? Peter.
1: Hello Yassine. Hello spell Yassine. Spell
2: it. Spell it for the people, then. Hello uh, Yassine. Y a s h a l l o w. Yeah.
1: Hello.
2: Hello. Yeah. And then Yassine. Y a s i n e and um he 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 talks so hello yassine yeah hello h-e-l-l-o yeah he um he takes uh some of the teaching and learnings from the 48 laws of power mm. and puts them in the context through stories uh map through hip-hop so ringtone rappers and it's great but there's a whole playlist i think there's currently 11 of them and i just think they're really really <laughs> they're really oh bad. i'm
1: gonna binge on this
2: uh and yeah it's, it's yeah they're 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 really good. There's there's one on um, one on Death uh, Jam specifically. There's one on Drake uh, and uh, Pusha T's beef. There's I'm pretty sure there's even one on Rihanna Love Triangle. Which, oh, what loads. Rihanna
1: and Thomas Edison have in common?
2: That one? Are you on the playlist? No. no I'm just on the channel. I mean, there's loads of content. There's there's loads of content, but um, specifically the stream all on 48 Laws of Power. Go don't and know. check that out. Eighty five K subscribers. Yeah. He's popping off.
1: So yeah, What cool. Travis Scott can learn from Jess Bezos on Amazon. There you go. Awesome. So that's really cool. cool. I love that. What did we watch last week, Nish? We we had something on Oh, no, that was, okay, yeah, that was just Tyler, the creator, just doing madness on the, <laughs> yeah. the Freestyle Madness. He's got, uh, who's got the documentary? No, Travis Scott's got the
0: documentary on Netflix. On Netflix. So I really want to watch it. Has it's that, that like come his, out yet? It's out, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I watched the trailer. Out. That's that's something that I need to watch. Yeah. If anyone's watched watch it, shout out. I want to watch it. It looks really good. His whole, go and see him. I saw him live. Actually, yeah.
1: I accidentally saw him live, like, really early swinging, on. and was like, you, you he was told swinging
0: me
2: from, it. like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. some balcony. But I, this is quite in-depth. It
0: goes through his family life, his his parenting, like, quite interesting to see where he got that mentality and drive and mindset from and also the the thing of I just need to create moments that people just go wow so I think it'd be quite interesting from a he's obviously got a brand like the marketing wise and just that's that shit doesn't just happen that's kind of premeditated or well thought out or actually just execute on a level that that's him naturally so that's why I'm quite interested in watching that we'll recap and see what that's like next week maybe we'll chat about
2: it yeah Let's wrap up uh, special. He wants to do the shout out from our sponsor. Thanks.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Thanks very much to the awesome guys at Reboxed. That's all right. No worries, guys. Yeah. So uh, thanks to the guys at Reebox for sponsoring this episode. Making it possible. Um, the place to get all of your tech. That's not the line. We're working on it this weekend. So we'll get that uh, <laughs> locked down for the next episode because it's changed. So yeah, thanks to Reeboks for sponsoring the episode. Not the shirt just yet, but yeah, let's...
2: We out. We out. We out. See you on the next one. Roger that.
0: Yes, people. Thanks for blessing us with your ears. Tell us what you think. Keep us in the loop. We'd love to get your stories, questions, and any topics you want us to discuss. Make sure you hit us up and leave a review on the podcast, and we'll see you next week.